Hi there, I'm Cristiano Soares in Fortaleza. You are listening to the English Saba School Podcast, Information and Transformation. Good morning, good morning, and Merry Christmas, my friends. Today is Sunday, December 25th. I am Mosena, thanking you once again for listening to our podcast and wishing you a wonderful Merry Christmas in the presence of the Lord. Please, don't take Christ out of Christmas. Keep him right there in your heart. Yes, glory, glory, glory in excelsis Deo. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth of those men and women of good will. Yes, praise the Lord for that. Well, today's lesson, yes, it's Christmas Day and a privilege to open God's Word. So let us open our Bibles now. But before that, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, how grateful we are for the many, many blessings. How grateful we are for the revelation of your love in Jesus Christ, our Lord. My, but Father, now we are studying your word and the promises that the, at the fullness of time, you reveal Jesus as a baby born to save us. Now he will come to take us home. Father, make this day come soon. We await um, anxiously, eagerly waiting for the pro fulfillment of your promise. promise. Until then, Hold us in your peace, in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And today's lesson is very appropriate for Christmas Day. A new heaven and a new earth. Are you enjoying your Christmas Day? Yes, fantastic. Are you not for whatever reason? Many times when you get people together and family, especially we can have some tension, some crisis, but it doesn't matter. God has promised that one day all of this will come to an end and the new heaven and the new earth starts. So here we have the introduction of the lesson for today. For some followers of Greek philosophy, the idea that something is physical means that it is bad. Remember, we studied about it. Physical, bad, spiritual, good. But actually, you cannot separate one from the other. That's why for them it is an in inconceivable to think of a real heaven with real people in the future. In this thinking, for it to be heaven and to be good, it must be a purely spiritual state, free from the blemishes found in the physical world here. Huh. If something is material, they assert, it cannot be spiritual. And if something is spiritual, it cannot be material. By contrast, the Bible speaks of heaven in concrete terms but without the limitations imposed by the presence of sin. So let us open our Bibles. Come on, I know, I know, you are sleepy today. Even Leroy is taking a nap, but no problem. Open our Bibles along with me. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Isaiah 65:17-25. The subtitle is New Heavens and the New Earth. See? I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred 
will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them, or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on my holy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Wow, isn't it amazing? Amazing. Now Isaiah 66, 22, 23. As the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure. From one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. And Second Peter 3.13 But in keeping with this promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And Revelation 21, 1-5 A new heaven and a new earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Wow, amazing. They, these verses give me goosebumps from Isaiah to Revelation. All scripture proclaims that one day, soon and very soon, we are going to have a new heaven and a new earth. So question, oops, I've already answered it. What is the ultimate message of these passages? Hmm. The book of Isaiah provides interesting glimpses of how the earth would have been if Israel as a nation had remained faithful to their covenant with God. Now also you can compare it with Isaiah and Deuteronomy. The whole environment with its various expressions of life would have grown more and more toward God's original plan, that is, before the entrance of sin. However, that plan did not materialize as expected. Then a new plan was established, but now with the church, composed of Jews and Gentiles from all nations, the prophecies of Isaiah, therefore, have to be reread from the perspective of the church. In the Bible, the inheritance of the saved is called a country. Hebrews 11. That's from Ellen G. White, The Great Controversy, page 675. And the quotation goes on. There, the heavenly shepherd leads his flock to fountains of living waters. The tree of life yields its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the service of the nations. There are ever-flowing streams, clear as crystal, and beside them waving trees cast their shadows upon the paths prepared for the ransomed of the Lord. 
There the wide-spreading plains swell into hills of beauty, and the mountains of God rear their lofty summits. On those peaceful plains, beside those living streams, God's people, so long pilgrims and wanderers, shall find a home. Unquote. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Final question on this Christmas day. Many secular writers without the hope of eternity as presented in scripture have lamented the meaninglessness of human existence. Though they are wrong about the future, why is it hard to argue with their point about the meaninglessness of life without a future hope? Bring your answer to class on Sabbath. So, we've come to the end of our lesson for Sunday, December 25th. I am Mo Sena, and once again, I thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying. And what else could I wish you but a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year? That's it, my friends. Good tidings we bring to you and your king. Yes, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May the Lord be with you. And tomorrow we will be together again for another wonderful lesson about the future hope of a new heaven and a new earth. May the Lord bless you.